how the bulk of our business started back in the day because we do have our, still have our nickname as being the Rental Queens. Um, <laughs> and we made a lot of money the first year. Our first year was made all on rentals. We were running around like chickens with the heads cut off, doing rentals here, rentals there, referral fee here, referral fee there. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Happy Agent Podcast, and I am your host, Jeff Beggins. And as you can see, we've got quite a um, cast of characters on this call today, and, and we're really excited to have um, Team Imagine with us. But before we do that, we got my brother, this guy right over here to my right. Craig Beggins. Mr. Craig Beggins, and then we've got Mr. Mike Puma sitting on the call I with guess. us as always. Probably and gone. then today we have... Sarah Myers, we have Molly Rizzi, we have Lisa Mallory, who's also known as Team Imagine. And T Team Imagine has been doing a lot of work, and they've, they've this started in 11 11, 2011. The beginning of this team started evolving. So, what we wanted to do is have them share kind of what happened before real estate, how they got into real estate. Like we always like to learn the backstories. How did coming together seem like a good idea? what was good, what was bad, what was ugly, the issues about um, struggles on how people working together, does it work, what works, what doesn't work. So those of you who are considering maybe partnering up, you can kind of get some tidbits and actually kind of learn from things that have happened in the past. So with that, I want to make a nice intro and I'm going to start with the, the head of the team, Ms. Sarah Myers of HGTV fame, Home Hunters, ABC News, multiple appearances. So we're very thrilled to have a celebrity status with us today. So welcome, Sarah. I'm going to turn it over and let you kind of start it out for us. Okay. All right. Well, firstly, I'm not. I'm only the team leader on paper, just so you know. We are all equals. So, and that's what makes us work. But we'll talk about that later. So, um, as far as how it all started for me, real estate. Um, I mean, without going back too far, and it really doesn't go back too far, actually, as far as real estate is concerned, because I was a website designer. So I actually got the opportunity to design websites for a few um, realtors out there. They hired me to do that. And so on doing that, they noticed, you know, my great technical skills, and they started hiring me to do all the MLS. That's what I used to do, input MLS um, things and stuff like that. And then I worked for agents. I worked for two agents with Keller Williams and they have to, at the end of each transaction, don't know if it's still the case now, is they had this whole spreadsheet where they used to have to fill out their commission, how much the house was, like all of that. And, and then the, the net what profit, what Keller Williams owed them at the end. So I used to do that for them. And I'm sitting there doing this, and I remember there was one house, and it was in uh, Andalusia, and I'd gone to basically the agent, it was vacant. So she used to tell me to go open up the house before it was going to be shown. So I'd go down there and open up the house and go away, and she she paid me like 15 bucks an hour to do that, which at the time I'm thinking, huh, 15 bucks an hour just to open up the house, that's okay. And then anyway, she sold that house and I did a commission sheet and she got $17,000 and I got, I think, $30 and decided that maybe I was in the wrong business and maybe I needed to be on her side instead of the 30 bucks side. Um, so that's how it kind of stayed. It started with me and um, Molly was a part of that. So when she 
tells you the story. I mean, she was literally sitting with me when I'm doing that and filling it out going, this is ridiculous, you know. So we um, did it together, actually, and we did um, realestateexpress.com, okay, did the class in, what, two months we got it done online, went and took the test, passed first time, and I knew right away Kayla Williams wasn't where I was going because I'd already been working for them. So we went to Century 21. And and we're certainly glad that you did. So yeah. I did not know that part of the story. I thought that's kind of cool. I didn't know Molly. So you were doing some transaction coordination too. Um, yeah, Sarah and I met when our kids were in kindergarten. Sarah was a PTA treasurer, and she gave me the worst job known to man. <laughs> I went to go volunteer. We just moved here, and she she's like, "Oh, go get all these um, projects from every single teacher in the school." Okay, it's like herding cats. <laughs> um, so, but we had run the silent auctions and stuff for a while and our kids got a little older and they're like, yeah, don't come to school anymore. We're, we're done. <laughs> so we're like, okay, now what are we going to do? So we tried some little side businesses and stuff. And then, um, we were doing the virtual assistance and then it's like, okay, we can do this. So we sat at my kitchen table, did the class. Our kids are all staring at us thinking we're kind of nuts. And, um, we were scared because we heard how hard the test was and we're sitting here telling our kids, you have to study, you got to study, you got to do good for your tests. And we're like, Oh God, what if we don't pass? <laughs> so, but we both passed the first time and um, it just went off from there. Um, Sarah and I have the same work ethics. We have the same drive. We have, um, we're very similar in a lot of ways. So that's what makes us work. So, so Molly and Sarah, what was the drive other than, um, like, what were you looking to obtain, like, attain? What were, what, were the, what were the goals when you got into this business from an income perspective? What were you, was it about trying to get some extra household income? Were there certain things you were trying to buy and accomplish and pay off? Or, like, what was the, the, what was the motivation to do this? Because you could have picked a lot of different industries for things to do. So what was the initial drive to get into the business? <laughs> the initial drive was to, to have a job, to feel value. Um, we are very fortunate. Neither one of us really had work. Our husbands make good money, retired military, their jobs. But we just weren't comfortable sitting around doing nothing all day. And that has to go back to our work ethic. So then when we started, and Craig will remember this, our goal was to take our kids on a first class world tour vacation. And we drove, we flew first class through a Mediterranean cruise. And so that was like our first year. That's what we wanted and we got it and did it. But Remember yeah, that I, mean, I think our initial was just for slush money. I mean, you know, like it was, it was just for travel for the extra stuff. So the, you know, we weren't spending you know, all the hard-earned um, money our husbands were making. So, <laughs> well, and, and that's, an, that's important because a lot of times it starts with the, with the, there's always a genesis of a thought, right? So, hey, we want to we wanna stay busy. We want to contribute. And it wasn't about I want to make a ton of money. It was about let's contribute. Let's do some things and some slush fun money. And let, let's just contribute so we're not just sucking resources. So for those watching, it's not always like, let me go knock it out of the park with huge transactions. You guys are doing amazing business right now, probably more now than you really thought you would be doing um, when you were sitting around the table at first. But that was kind of an evolution of next levels, right? 
as you know, yes. we're big into the own next level process. And the first thing was getting into the business to stay occupied. And the second thing was to bring in a little bit of cash to do some fun things with. And then somewhere along the line, it was this, you know, we're pretty good at this. This is working. We can take this to different levels. What are we going to do now? Which we'll kind of talk about what were your next level triggers and where did, when did you know this was really starting to work? And then how did we get Lisa kind of into the mix? So take it. Take it a little bit, Craig. What it, so what I like about it from Craig, because Craig gets to work with you more than I do. I'm over in Pinellas, he's in um, Hillsborough. So from the the drives and the in the the dreams and the visions and the cruises, what it, what are some of the things you remember, Craig? Well, it's just it's a quest. You know, I, it's my quest to get agents to realize that you know there's a whole other lifestyle out there that you can do. So I, I'm I personally love it that you treated your families and you took first class trips and all that type of stuff. And I, I wish more people would think about that because real estate. You know, you saw an agent made $17,000 on one transaction. That's a lot of money, right? Yeah. If you did that once a month, it works. <laughs> I mean, you can really do some really cool stuff. And then, you know, as a company, we're always pushing for, are you setting up 401ks? Do you have an IRA going? All this lifetime, you know, life betterment stuff that we talk about as a company. So Sarah and Molly and Lisa have just, they've come together to form a happy group that just, they're always in a good mood. I think I think that's an important point, though, because they set a goal, right? And so often we see other agents who don't necessarily have to have the money, right? They don't need the income and they don't have the vision to actually set what they do want to use the money for and what ends up happening. They don't do anything, right? So even though you didn't need it, you guys set a goal that, okay, well, we are going to go work for this, which was motivating enough. You became committed to it. And then I think it's probably evolved beyond where you guys maybe even anticipated originally, but that setting that I'm going to go take our family on a vacation is such an important thing that most agents overlook. And I think that played a huge role in why you guys have hit the success you've had and beyond. Yeah. So so Lisa joined the team. When did Lisa join? She wasn't 11 years ago or nine years ago. That was about no, I, um, I've been a real estate agent since 2015. So these guys have a few years on me. And I actually come from the corporate world. So I was one of those crazy people who worked every day, long hours in the office at the crack of dawn, coming home at night at 8 and 9 p.m. and spending very little time at home. So I had worked my way up the corporate ladder. They paid me very well. We had offices in Europe, so I did a lot of traveling. Um, at one point in my career, I didn't know if it was day or night or what country I was in or when I woke up, if I was in a hotel or if I was in my own bed. Um, but along the way, I got very burnt out in the corporate world and um, decided we wanted a lower stress life. So I was from Boston. I was living in Boston at the time, born and raised and spent my whole life there. And so we decided to move down to Florida and um, that's what we did. My husband and I came down, checked the place out, decided to move in here. And then of course, once we moved to Florida and I gave up my corporate job, it took them about a year for them to find a replacement for me. So I was doing that corporate job here in Florida for a while and traveling still back and forth. But, um, you know, we moved down and of course, every Boston friend and family member that we had wanted to come down and visit because we're in nice warm Florida. 
And I spent my time in model homes, um, showing everybody that came to visit, you know, all these beautiful homes and what Florida had to offer. And, and, you know, one of the people turned around to me and said, why don't you do this for a living? And I said, hey, that might be a pretty good idea. And one of the things that I'd known I didn't want to do was go back into a corporate office. I wanted to kind of have my time and my schedule. And I love working with people and meeting people and being out and about. And um, so I, I just thought it would be a really good fit for me. So I, you know, went, got my light, talked to some real estate agents that I had met down here, uh, went ahead, got my license. And um, in the interview process with all the different companies, uh, Century 21 uh, really, well, Baggins especially, um, attracted me uh, because of the training. And I mean, you know, when you go and get your license, you learn nothing about selling real estate, right? You're, you're learning laws and rules and regulations, but nobody teaches you how to go and find clients and what to do with them when you have it. And then, um, and Begin seemed to offer that for me. So that's why I chose and that's why I stayed. So, you know, along the way I had, and I don't know if Craig remembers, but even before I got to go to Begin's University, I had my first client, had no idea what to do with them, came running in and said, okay, I have a listing. What do I, what do I do? You know, I was one of those people and was lucky enough to have Jackie Stone mentor me for my very first transaction, which was wonderful. So I got to see a professional, you know, in action and, um, you know, it just took off from there. But, you know, along the way, my corporate groups kept calling me back and I, you know, really, I'm one of those crazy analytical types um, like Craig who likes to work in spreadsheets and keep track of things. And um, so even though I really enjoyed the real estate part, um, and going and showing homes, I was always more attuned to the back end. You know, what's going on? What can I do? Are we on track? Keeping all that in, in tune and finding ways just to, you know, measure everything I was doing, especially in Excel. So, um, you know, Molly and Sarah were really busy and, you know, we got to be friendly with some other different things we had done together. And uh, I started working with them and it's been great ever since. Yes, it has. And, and that's great to find the different strengths and weaknesses that make you guys work together. Now, Sarah, you and Molly knew each other. You knew strengths and weaknesses, how you're going to do it. Do you guys remember, remember, what was your first transaction? What was the source of it? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Um, it was a short sale. Is it the short sale or is it um, the I guy back here? I was thinking cone. Yeah. I, we went to an open, we held an open house for Gunner on one of his HUD homes, and we 5-5 five, five and 10 and I got the listing next door <laughs> from a 5-5 and 10. Not a plan, that's fine, guys, it really does work. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what that is, if you're not actually with us, 5-5 five, five and 10 is you get a listing here, and you go knock on the doors 5 to this side, 5 to the other side, and 10 across the street, and you tell everybody about the brand new fresh listing that's in town, how much it is per square foot and who do they know that might be interested in moving to the area? When do they plan on moving? How long have you lived here? Where'd you move from? How did you have a picture? Where'd you again? What would you do next? And when would that be? Right. So you just kind of get that script and just go do kind of circle prospecting around it. So 
that's one of the things that we do from a just listed and just sold perspective. So I love that. And then you're like, oh my God, I got one. Yes, we, we got one and we're like, oh God, now what? And so he sold and then he became a buyer. And so it all worked out. So. Love it. it has to go without saying how the bulk of our business started back in the day because we do have our still have our nickname as being the rental queens um, <laughs> and we made a lot of money the first year our first year was made all on rentals we were running around like chickens with the head cut off doing rentals here rentals there referral fee here referral fee there and we got that because of chris martin as you know ran the rental and she needed people to help show all these invitation homes. And so we were new, we were like, sure, okay, that's fine, we'll do it. And then of course, as you know, we, she left, so we took that over. And um, I wanna say on the first year, we made a ridiculous amount, like $80,000 just on rental fees. I mean, that was just like nuts, really, yeah. to do that yeah. much, you know. And we just would go, we'd go do a rental and it's like, okay, that bought a lockbox. And then we go do another rental. Oh, okay, we can buy some signs now and we can, oh, buy a shirt and we can, so we just, whatever we made, we just- All the initial fees, yeah. That was our thing. We just said, oh, we can do this. We can buy this, we can do this. Cause then we yeah. felt like we weren't taking money from the family. So that's great because that's a lot of people- On partners program too, right? Say that again. Didn't we all see that? That was an intro to Home Partners for you too, the lease to own program. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I think, I mean, I might have done one of the first ones. I guess that's why I was on TV, right, for the uh, interview was because I did one of the first uh, Home Partners <laughs> deals. You, she also did one of the first deals for America Homes for Rent because she had a client who had a shady background and America Homes for Rent guy came to talk to us and they were trying to compete with invitation homes so they did a special where they were waiving the background checks oh, or something right. <laughs> yeah so, they waived it just for our one client got, got this real shady person in the house <laughs> <laughs> so this is that you know when you think about it's not about the money it's about the transactions Mm -hmm. They use rentals. Can you guys attest that some of these renters have actually bought homes from you? Or Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm showing um, right now one of my buyers is from a previous rental. I gave them the rental. I then sold them a home, and now they're buying a home for their daughter that's moving here. There you go. Yeah. See, that goes yeah. right back to the lifetime value of every client is $130,000. So even though you got a few hundred bucks from uh, showing a rental, that was the beginning of a $130,000 asset for you. And there's a lot of agents, which is how you started. Nobody else really wanted to deal with the renters. Like, oh God, I'm not gonna show a rental, right? And you're like, I'll yep. do it, I'll do it, right? Because there's a little bit of service from in your mind that you like to actually work with people and help people too. And it wasn't really about the money, it was about learning the process and trying to figure out this whole little industry, so. Yeah, and I also, also, Sarah and I are military wives, so we moved to a new town a lot. And so we'd go to a new town and try to find a rental. No one talks to you. You're a renter. So that was kind of our theory behind working with the rentals that we could give back to other people that way. So, Craig, this is, this is so fun for us to watch these and to go through this process because the common thread to all the top producers, everybody who's doing well in this business and enjoying the process, 
is the servant mentality, right? It is that I want to help people because I will need to help them. And the money was never this huge driving force comes when you do well for people, right? When you take care of people, you, you just, what's the saying, Craig, you always say? You take care of enough people. You, help enough other, you other, never have to worry about you help enough other people get what they want. You can, have every, you can have everything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And, and that's the mantra, right? And so that's the whole point, but that's a stepping stone because you're like, hey, look, I was in your shoes and I didn't like the way I was treated. So therefore I'm going to change the path of your experience and I'm going to take care of you. And even though I'm going to make a dollar 50, I don't care because I want you to have a good experience. Right. And that's, that's how that whole process. And that's why they remembered that. And I bet you, and I know that you've got a lot of repeat and referral business from those people that you met, you're showing them in their kids' houses now and all that stuff because you cared about them back then, which is the deposit into that asset bank of $130,000 per, per, per person. So it's just fascinating. It's, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see those who are doing really well in this business. It's never about just, I'm going to go make a bunch of cash. I'm going to help them. And then it just starts to pile up for you. So when did you realize you needed a little bit of help? And then to help to grow, like when did you start getting a little bit stressed or say, hey, you know what, if I had a little bit extra or if we have a hole in our system, what can we plug in? So where did that thought process to kind of take a your little team, a partnership and turn it into kind of a team and bring Lisa on board and why? I think um, when Craig actually introduced the whole PA idea back a few years ago, it was when we started thinking about it because I just hadn't thought about it as something we could do. We were doing it ourselves. And so, um, so we, you know, and at that time, like Lisa said, we met her as well at the same time. It just all kind of came together that I think we kind of talked about it. Like it would be nice to have someone do all these things. And so we got together with Lisa and got her and, and we fine tuned it since the, since the start. I, I couldn't even live life without Lisa now. I have to tell you that. And she knows that and she knows she, she can never leave. I mean, as long as we are here, she is here. That is it. It's somewhere written in snow. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I always go, my Lisa, I can't do this without my Lisa. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a couple of years ago, I think we just tried it. I think at first we were just, throwing a few here at Lisa and we were mm -hmm. still doing a couple ourselves. And then, I mean, we've kind of had the philosophy was going on. You've got to, you know, spend money to make money. Right. So we were spending money and I tell you using Lisa allowed us to do a lot more and not miss phone calls and not leave clients hanging. Cause I don't know how many clients we could have potentially lost cause we just didn't have the time to get back to them. I know what happens. It's probably happened. We didn't even know it happened. And then there's the ones we do know about, you know, but now we have a little bit extra time. Well, we did, let's say that, but now we're just so busy even with Lisa. Now we just need help, but you know, it's yeah. just a little bit nuts, but that's because the market is as it is right now, but you know, so, but, so, so how do you, how do you divide the, the process up between the, the three of them? Now, Lisa's it's clear where Lisa's role is from an mm -hmm. admin and keeping everything respect critical dates and, and coordinating stuff but how do you and molly kind of shuffle duties and what are the strengths and weaknesses and how do you balance out well we are um i mean we get our own leads like we're not getting leads up and saying who's going to take that like when molly gets a listing she'll be number one on that listing when i get a listing i'm number one on that listing and it doesn't matter if i one month i get four listings and she only go gets one that's the way it is. The client reached out to me. We still get that personal service. 
Um, you know, back in the day, we used to both go on the list in appointments. We don't have time to do that anymore. Only one of us can go. But I know, and Molly does too, when we go, we always tell that person about the rest of the team, you know, because I'll tell buyers too when I'm out and they're kind of like, you know, are you going to be able to show? And I'm always like, well, if I can't, you know, I have a team and I have a business partner and I can ask her too. So we have two chances of getting you out to see that home, you know, and, you know, if it doesn't then, then we'll find something. So we promote each other, but we basically keep our own leads. Every now and then we've thrown one at each other just because it just kind of. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm busy. Can you take this person for me? Yeah. They know all about you. It's kind of like when we go on vacation too, you know, we double down on people and just like Sarah's gone, but I'm here for you. I can take you out. I can do the contract. We have the same work ethic. We're, we're good to go. Um, and so it just works. We always tell them they get two for one. Yeah. And we had one, and Molly did get a recent review from one of the ones that Malika, who was originally mine. And I, I just couldn't, I, I told Molly, I, I can't, I had somebody else. I can't remember who else we had. And I said, could you, just take her out. Well, they loved Molly. I mean, they would just loved her. So she took over and ended up doing it all. You know, I didn't, and you know, at first she was like, oh, I'm so disappointed you're not there, Sarah. But then they met Molly and they weren't disappointed about me anymore. So that's okay. But that's what we like, you know? So <laughs> it didn't bother me. She loved Molly. So go. And then that's she awesome. thanked so me at the review for giving her Molly, which I thought was funny too. <laughs> Well, I, I remember an Uber back that when Lisa got involved, when your numbers really went up. So that shedding that gives you the confidence to know your deals are being taken care of, and it gives you the time to put more stuff together. So, yeah, I think last year, last year was a huge year for us. Both of us were blown away with what we made. We got our W nines, and I was calling my go. Did you see that number on there? I had no clue. As I said, we told you we we don't we don't even keep track. And I got that that through from Beggins, and I was like. Really? And I'm telling my husband, do you want to know what I made this year? <laughs> but yeah, I would say last year was our full solid year of us three really working together. And yeah, it showed. It certainly did. And you're on yeah, Sarah's husband got a new an car. Awesome yeah. yeah, my husband yeah, went and got a BMW. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, go, honey, go, go, go. Yeah. That's, so, all right. So you guys are on track for an amazing year this year already. Whether I guess what we were talking, we got about thirty-five or so on the books already, and and you've got this whole quarter, more than a quarter to go. So you guys are going to knock it out on the park. What is the biggest lead source that you're that's working for you right now? Probably mine is past clients um, and personal referrals. Um, I've been very for fortunate this year. I have um, from a rental. <laughs> I have a guy. He's selling four houses. He's selling all his investment properties. So I have one sold, one's under contract. I'm listing one this week. And then I get a list his own personal residence, which is off the wall, crazy nice. Um, and then I have another person. They've referred me like four people because everyone's moving here. I sold him a house like five years ago. So See? he's, he's referred go. me a lot of people. There's that $130,000 again. And it goes back to the three things we talk about all the time from Next Level You, right? Can I, do I like you? Are you good at what you do? And do you care about me? Can I trust you? Are you good at what you do? And can I care about me? So that's, that's the thing. So when you do a great job, your testimonials are amazing, by the way. People love working with you. 
And that's the key to it because when you publish them and you do that and people are reading those online and they're like, well, done, of course I'm going to use you guys. So that works. Sarah, what's, what are you seeing? The same? So yeah, I get a lot of um, referral business. Um, I think Molly's beating me out on that one a little bit on her referral business with the guy and some other stuff and everything and listings, you know, but I've been getting more buyers because I signed up for a referral business through Veterans United probably about six years ago before it became a thing at Beggins. So I've actually been working with them for like six years. They will actually call me personally and give me difficult people. So they call me and say, we have a buyer who's already been through two agents. This has happened to me twice. In fact, Malika that I gave to Molly was one of those difficult people. And um, they gave me her. And then I even, because I, I was a little worried about passing her along, but it worked out good. Um, but I had another one, Sun City Center, man. I, those veterans over there, man, I could sweet talk them all. But they, um, yeah, he, he, he loved me too in the end, but he was a personal call from Veterans United. We, we, he's difficult. They kept telling me he's so difficult. I talked to him, I'm like, he's so difficult. He's really nice. What's your problem? You know, but I do get a lot of, um, they've changed their whole system now. So it's one of those race to the text things, you know, to get them. But that's all right if I'm on it. I've already had two while I've been sitting here, but they were some of them are like Venice and like, you know, they're miles away. <laughs> yeah. So what, so let's talk about, so from the happy agents side of the world, what you guys are having a good time. And that, that's the important part is you're smiling. You're, you're actually enjoying the process. You love working with people, which I think is paramount to what's going on. What is the driving force now? What's the next level for you as far as what are you working towards? Like what is, what keeps you going? That's um, a big why. Sarah. Well, I mean, our next level, I think, you know, we've talked about this and agreed is that we have to grow the team. I mean, you know, what team imagine there's two of us doing the realtor. We've got Lisa. We've got everything in place to grow this team and get some more agents on here helping us because we get leads for places we just don't have time to drive to. It's like, I don't mind Wesley Chapel. I don't mind all of that. But the, the time that it takes out of my day to do that is what's hurting us. So if we could have, you know, agents to do clone that. clone ourselves. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> clone myself. See, we're very particular too, because as you're hearing, we work together, we've got great ethics, all three of us do. So unfortunately for anybody who wants to join our team, we're going to be picky, trust me. And so, you know, it, and that's our challenge, really. We've been holding back on it a little bit, I think. But it's got to be the next level. It has to be. If we're going to make more, there's only so much the two of us are going to be able to do. And then, you know, unless everything we do just becomes a higher price point, that's the only other way we'll make money. But we can't expand and do more, you know, without, as Molly says, cloning ourselves. So we need some clones, too. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a second, because one of the biggest issues that, that we all have is there's always that drive to grow, but it, do you really need to? And do you really want to? Because you got a good gig going right now. You're making really nice money. Life is good and easy. You don't have management headaches with other people. So unless that drive to create more income to accomplish something that's so exciting that makes the hair stand up on your arms, why go through the aggravation of it? Right? That's kind of what are, one of the issues. So tell me a little bit about what's that drive? Why? What's the, what are you looking to accomplish? Well, I think the reason we want to grow it and have um, more agents is basically so we can take a step back and not do as much. Ah. So, so we don't have to go show the Wesley Chapels and we don't have to go show the new Tampas. We can stay more local because when you're showing 
Wesley Chapel, New Tampa. I mean, it's only 20 miles, but depending on the time of day, it's an hour and a half drive. So it just eats up time. And that smile on our face might go that way because <laughs> we're on the road all day. And so we want to keep the smile on our face. And I think the smile on our face will stay when we keep doing what we love here, local to us, and still have the time at home. And I think just growing the team and getting people to do that because we're so goal oriented in like, you know, a lead comes through, I don't want to say no, but it's in Wesley Chapel, but I don't want to say no, you know? <laughs> so if I, I want to help them, you know? And I think we just need, and we're not talking about making some huge Duncan duo team here. We're just talking a couple of people that could just take care of the North and the South for us maybe. It's, it's going to be, we're not here to make money off other people too. We just want people to, you know, I guess, as Molly said, do, do some of the driving for us, basically. <laughs> You've got those resources from our team available to you. I mean, whether they're on your team or you just pay a referral or they pay you a referral, but you still get your piece. Yeah, and we do. And we've been thinking about that, too. Um, it's just, I guess, sitting down and strategizing it. And again, we've been so busy, we haven't even had time to, like, to think about how to do that, you know, and it does take, you know, we don't want to go willy-nilly do this and, no, oh, we'll just pay you something later, you know? It's like... Yeah, something I'd encourage you to think about because more money doesn't come until you have a purpose for it. Yeah. Right? So it's not just amassing money for the sake of amassing money. What are you going to do with it? So you get the trips. Your kids are getting older now. Is college going to be coming up for them? Next year. Come up. For one of mine. <laughs> so those are the things that you got to kind of... What's this money going to perform? Because money doesn't do anything. You, you don't need the money you have now. You're making a lot of it. And you want to just get more for what? What are you going to do? That's, that's the question. You don't have to answer it now. But that's what you have to start thinking about. What am I going to do with that money? Right? How are you going to leverage that to be making you money? Right? That's the whole point. Because we always say, right now, we're uh, trading hours for dollars. Right? And that's kind of what you see. You don't want to spend two and a half hours in the car to go make a commission check. Right? But right now we are trading hours for dollars and the, to amass dollars that you can invest in something else. So you dollars are making dollars, right? So that's where the duplexes come in and the investment properties or an apartment or an Airbnb or whatever it may be. So that can actually, you know, those little soldiers can be out there working for you, which is, is a good next level to figure out what are you making right now? And then let's go replace that income with other investments that are bringing up enough cash to, to take that cover. So you can either take the next level, which is more time, or take more income to uh, deploy that capital into something else to bring in more income that allow your kids to have future investment properties and portfolios and you to have a more comfortable retirement or you to have some cash and say, you know what, I'm going to go on a crazy ass trip for 20 grand, right? Or whatever you feel like doing. So that, those are the things that kind of keep us all rolling. And then the, the secret, the funny secret to all this, which you know we're really big on just chatting about is as soon as you get committed to what that next level is and you're like, that's mine, I'm getting it, watch out then you're going to find people, places, events, and, and transactions will come across your text message and you'll suddenly get a referral for an $800,000 beautiful deal or a $2 million beach house deal because you said, I'm committed to making an extra 50 grand this quarter and then poop, there it goes. But once you know what you're going to do with that extra 50 grand, it's kind of like a weird energy that goes out that brings it back to you. So that's one of the other things I notice is the common thread is as soon as you get connected to getting something, bring it, it's coming. Sure. It's fun. So I think this is great. So for those who are watching 
Um, what advice have you had since, since you've been doing this? You guys started together in 11, so we're in the 20s. So we're nine years into the mix now almost. Mm-hmm. And so what, what do you wish you would have known then that you know now? Um, keep my database better. <laughs> um, my, our, our database is huge from all the renters and stuff, but just if we could have gone back and organized it better, would probably be one of my things I would have done different. Sounds like a task for Lisa. I can give you your past client. <laughs> we, we actually do have it in a spreadsheet. Um, yeah. We keep, we keep Lisa pretty busy, so <laughs> it's like there's always something, you know. But Lisa, um, Molly's right, though. I mean, we do. We have this, and we keep on talking about it. Got to get in touch with all the renters. Got to do, you know. Yeah. There's yeah. just so many new things along the way, like Remind and all this stuff. You know, it used to be Business Builder, and then it's this, and then it's that. And so if the database was more user-friendly from 10 years ago than it is now. So that that's what it is. I mean, everyone's on a drip campaign and all this. And so we, we do keep up on that really well, but just probably stay a little more organized and maybe embrace the technology more 10 years ago than now. Like now we do, but 10 years ago, we're kind of like, eh. Yeah, as things were emerging. Now, Sarah, you mentioned something earlier that I think is interesting. I was having a coaching session yesterday with an agent over um, in one of the beach offices. And one of our big pushes right now is to raise the price point, right? Because you can't really create more hours and you don't want to totally throw off work-life balance. So the only way to increase revenue is to add an extra zero or add a couple, um, add something to the price point. So one of the things that I know is fun to be doing, especially when you have Lisa to help you, is using the tools like Remind or, or the different um, lead gen sources to find out who how to tap into the next level price point neighborhoods. So while you're still going to get your repeat and referral business to kind of keep you growing as you're going, but to throw an extra $800,000, million dollar deal in every quarter, starts to go crazy because then you can do a five, five and 10 around the million dollar risk mm-hmm. and get another thing sale. And before you know, there's another eight, $10 million for the volume like that. And that starts to change things. But then that goes back to what Craig was talking about. Do you really want to do that? And until you get really clear on, Hey, what are we going to do with an extra hundred grand collectively with our team? You got to get committed to what you're going to do with your 50 and get excited about it. I'll figure out what I'm going to do with my extra 50 and then once we're both committed to get both getting an extra 50, then watch out and then watch things come in addition to what you're already doing. You guys see what I'm saying? It just mm-hmm. get back to, you got to do, and that goes back to that alignment because if Molly can't come up with what she's going to do with an additional 50,000 bucks extra this year, then that's going to totally derail the business plan. Does that make sense? So Sarah has got to hold Molly accountable to, are you committed to getting to that next level? Because it's going to, require a different level of energy for us, right? And it's going to require a different skill set where it's going to require different neighbor market knowledge and different skills, maybe increasing our DISC or VAK or mirror and matching our ability to sell and connect, right? And with a different price point, different levels. And then Molly has got to be able to say, okay, Sarah, but I'm going to hold you accountable. Now, what are you going to do with your 50? And if I don't feel like you're committed to it, then we're going to keep working until you do. And then Lisa has to say constantly, Molly, remember this, this is what you want, Sarah. This is what you want. How cohesively you guys are all in that one path going to that next level. And that, that's unstoppable when you guys go get really close to clear. We do this all the time. Me, Craig, 
you know, Mike, are constantly going through the same scenario here because you can go as far as you want. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Everything's abundant. You can have anything you want as long as you get serious about it and commit to it. And then, but if, when you rely on other people, which you are and we are, everyone's got to get alignment on where that next level is. So that's, it's kind of fun. It's a game. It's become the sport. And I think it's amazing to see what you guys have done since you started just tinkering around for slush money, right? To seeing you've got a significant business that's going to keep growing. And I think you're great. I know you're a great inspiration to a lot of the agents in the office. And we're very proud to have you on, on the team and part of this here. So wrapping up on this one, what is your, um, what would be a one piece of advice to those agents who are watching that um, anything you want to say? The fits you think will help them grow their business. Go do Lally a rental. First. <laughs> Go show a rental. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, another way to don't say no. No, and and that's more like it. Like don't say no, especially when you're a new agent and you don't have much going in. Don't say no to the rentals. Don't say no to the small ones just because you know you think it's low money and you want to make more money. Right now, you're making no money. So really, any money is better than no money. And that's the philosophy, you know, the philosophy we had. And then later on, when we did low sales, we always said, what was that saying? Better than a rental. And we take it anyway, better than a rental. Everything was always better than a rental. So my advice is do a bunch of rentals because then anything will be better. <laughs> and then you appreciate it and you value the customer. And you give them good service because it was better than the little hundred dollar rental fee you got. So. Yeah. And that's how you learn. The more you do, the more you learn, the better you are. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Cause with us going in all the rental homes, we know the floor plans in the South shore region backwards and forwards because we've been in all of them sometime along the way. That's right. And that competence and confidence comes through when you're speaking which makes them feel comfortable and want to actually walk, work with you. And then that's mm -hmm. how you get that anchor hold onto that as a client, which equals $130,000 of future referral business. So you guys have, it's a great model for exactly how this business works is just don't get attached to a check, attached to a transaction, get attached to providing the best level of service and helping people. And then the money will just follow. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what mm -hmm. I'm seeing there. So, all right. Well, I think that's fantastic. And Sarah, any last words? I don't think so. I've had enough words. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, your last words? Oh, just keep on trucking. We're doing good. Hope to keep doing it. And thank you for all the work that you guys do to help us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Beggins is the best company, best training, best support, best everything. Um, we've been asked to go look at other brokerages. And every single time we're like, nope, Beggins is home. Beggins is family. We're staying. Thank you. And we're glad to do that. Now, here's what other people don't think about. We're part of your team, right? We are absolutely mm -hmm. business partners with you. And you leverage, you leverage right. what we have and we help you guys do what you do. So those who engage and understand that, we always do better in that way. So we're very, very honored to have you as part of our team. And we're very glad you choose to keep staying and we'll keep, we'll keep doing what we're doing to keep supporting you guys. So and sure. thank you for all that you do. And okay, thank, that you said, thank you. You got it. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, guys. We really appreciate your time and keep on it. And here's to the best year ever. Thank you guys for watching and have a wonderful day.